Hello, hello, this is the operator. What? Hello, I don't know. Take you through. <laughs> hello. I'd like to speak to the people who are listening to this podcast, please. Can I take the message? Is, yes, the message is that our Brighton show tickets have gone on sale. <gasps> Very exciting. It's uh, on June the 19th and the 20th at 8.15 at the Sweet Venue. And all the um, information will be on the show notes. And our guests will be... The incredible Susan Murray and the fabulous Laura Lex. Very excited going to be really good. So on to today's podcast, I Hear You Cry. Today's guest is currently in EastEnders, Simone Labib. Now, this is our first non-comedian and quite honestly, how did we get her? Oh, I mean she begged, she just kept begging and eventually I said, right. So Simone, Simone's an old friend of my husband and she, so when he was at university, he did some drama with her. And after that, for years and years, every time she came on the telly, he'd go, Simone, Simone. And I would take the piss. And so every time I saw her come on the telly, before he could, I would go, Simone. Bet she wouldn't know you. Um, and then, weirdly, through a neighbour, we got to meet her again. And I was so bloody excited. I was going to take the piss out of him so badly. She was not going to remember him, and we walked in the room, and Simone turned around and went, "Wow!" I was so excited to see him. I felt like stirs you right. So that is how Simone became a close personal friend, um, and is absolutely um, lovely. And despite not being a comedian, she's bloody funny on this. She is really funny on it. Yes. Have a lovely time. Hello, I'm Pauline Eyre. And I'm Louise Lee. This is Early Doors and we are... Opening doors to other dimensions. <laughs> Here's how it works. We feed information about our guest into our space-time generator, the Dimension Matrix, or Dominatrix for short, and she creates a whole bunch of portals or doors into other dimensions. And then we let our guest peer through the doors into alternative realities. Will they be living out their wildest dreams, trapped in their childhood nightmares? Or some weird bastard mixture of the two. And our lucky guest today is... Well, it's just some um, old friend of your husband, Pauline. I don't know why. Well, yes, yeah, she was a good girl in Bad Girls and a bad girl in EastEnders. She's the amazing actor Simone Le Simone? I, I love that you introduced me as just an old friend of your husband's. <laughs> emphasis on old. <laughs> I, th I thought the just was damn cheeky, actually. Yeah, the just was pretty cheeky too, actually. Anyway, I'm fine. I'm facing my garden. It's sunny. The gardeners yes. have just been and all is marvellous. How are you both? I'm good. Yeah. I've been playing tennis, so I'm happy. I've been playing tennis Yay. in the sun and burning my nose. So yeah. summer is on its way. It then rained on us, but you know, yeah, it's life yeah. is getting better, isn't it? Slowly. It is getting better. Thank yeah. the Lord. Yeah. yeah. And oh, you've just, yeah. you've just come out of EastEnders and um, yeah. And that's all very exciting and dramatic. Although she might be appearing again very soon. <laughs> she is proper bloody creepy, that one. So yeah, I haven't she's not very nice. EastEnders 
for a while. Can you just fill in our listener? Oh, that's Johnny because Simon doesn't. Simon doesn't. Oh, sorry, Louise doesn't have any good mates who are in the show, so she's got no reason to anybody in it. Um, just in case there's a, my listener Johnny uh, down the road, Riley's dad. <laughs> Uh, has um, not been watching EastEnders. What, tell us a bit about your character. Okay, so I play the lovely Katie Lewis, who is a paedophile. And, nice. uh, yeah, lovely. Um, and so she is accused of um, sexually assaulting, um, sexually interfering, however you want to put it, with uh, the lovely Danny Dyer's character in the show and possibly other boys when they were around 12. So hide all your 12 year old boys. As we <laughs> oh my God, I've got loads. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So now I, I, you don't seem old enough to have sexually assaulted Danny Dyer, unless you were a girl yourself is what I would say. Um, well, no, the age difference is accurate. She was in her twenties when he was 12. Yep. So he's, he's, I think he's about 42 and I'm 50. And um, (laughs) it all all works out perfectly. Yeah. It's fascinating doing it that way round because that's not, that's not so, you know, noticed in society, is it? It's, it's a, it's a trophy if you're, if you're a boy who sleeps with an older woman, it's, there's still that horrible, yeah, Mm. thing about it. And that was so, that was what's so incredible because he was, he was, he, kind of didn't realise how traumatised he was by it. And yeah. it was proper traumatic. Um, yeah. I watched those scenes at, at Christmas and they were, it was distressing. Well, what was interesting about playing her was that I wasn't really having to play the paedophile uh, part of her. I was playing the abuser. And so, um, you know, you see her gaslighting him and trying to convince him that this didn't happen, that he can't trust his memories, he can't trust anything. And in fact, that whole thing of... But, you know, you should be proud. You, you know, I was in my prime and you got to sleep with an older woman. And, you know, why, why would you be ashamed of that? You know, so that was when she was starting to clap, clutch at straws towards the end. You know, that was over the kind of Christmas episodes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it was proper nasty. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's nasty. Good meaty role. And, and lucky it all came out during... The whole COVID time that you know we're all wearing face masks, and so I don't have people shouting "pedophile" as I walk down the street or hop into co-op from a shop. <laughs> yeah, does that? Yeah, that which is lucky. If you're a baddie. Yeah. yeah. Well, funnily enough, one of my friends, Forbes Masson, also played a pedophile in it, and he said that he did get that a few times walking down the street. You know, pedo, pedo. So I haven't had that yet. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I've had the opposite. I've had a lot of messages from people saying that um, that was their story and that it was really well represented. And thank you for bringing, you know, highlighting it and discussing it. And um, yeah, no, some heart wrenching messages that I got from people. Yeah. What a great um, privilege, really. It was a privilege. It has been a privilege. I mean, traumatising all round, but also to push the door open on that kind of hidden story. Yeah, Yeah, especially as a female predator, you know, Mm, which, as you said, it isn't really covered very often. Yeah, Yeah. soaps do extremely well. Mm. Mm. So, um, I think... On that happy note. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the comedy. (laughs) 
yeah. So the thing is, Simon, most of the things that come out of the dominatrix um, are made, the dominatrix being our dimension generating machine rather than the predatory um, <laughs> dominating woman in this context. Everything is consensual with uh, our dominatrix. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. They're made of sort of um, ingredients that might have come from your own life. So um, we've got one more person we need to put in it. Yeah. So before we put this person in, can you just tell us, we're putting Dame Maggie Smith in, but why did she owe you an apology? <laughs> um, well, she, she gave me an apology, actually. So I was doing... Um, I think it was a Christmas special, talking of Christmas specials, where the family went to a castle in Scotland and I was playing was uh, a ladies, ladies' maid, Downton Abbey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the only show that my mother's ever been proud of me being in. <laughs> 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 the only one that she told her friends about. And um, so, you know, I am trustee of a charity called the Ailey Brown Memorial Fund. And one of the things I do with most of the jobs that I'm involved in is I try and get some kind of memorabilia or something that I can auction off you know to raise funds for the charity so I had acquired the Downton Abbey book and uh, managed to get lots of signatures and then I thought to promote it it would be nice to get a photo of me and Maggie Mm -hmm. Um, and the only time I really saw her was on the set and um, you know all all corseted up and uh, there was a kind of pause while they were turning around you know cameras and all the rest of it and I steeled myself to say hi Maggie I'm Simone (laughs) hi (laughs) a huge fan um (laughs) would you mind awfully doing a photo with me so that I can promote the book which I'm going to auction off for charity and she said oh not now darling and I said Oh, okay. Everyone was standing around and everyone just felt so awkward, uh, including me and I think possibly her. And really, I should have walked off at that point and just left her. But I didn't. I stood my ground (laughs) very stubbornly and let her feel the awkwardness that I was feeling of the moment. But anyway, all was good in the end. And the next day when we were filming another scene, she came up to me and said, I'm really sorry, but, you know, do you want to do that photo now? Um, was slightly tempted to say, no, you're all right, but I didn't. (laughs) I didn't, and uh, I managed to get a very blurry photo (laughs) of the two of us, which wasn't even um, one that I could particularly use, but I think it has, I I think I did use it in the end, but yeah, so she was nice in the end, and I can understand. She's an older lady, after all, and she was wearing corsets, and it's, you know, quite grueling filming, etc., so yeah. So I've got my apology. It's all good in the end. All is forgiven. (laughs) Right. Being a fan. Yes. (laughs) Let's let's pop her into the dominatrix. Before we do that, is there anyone you're hoping to see in here? Any, 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 any somebody that you? Oh, I'd really like it if that person came out in my game. Um. Yeah, there's 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 a few. Um, We've mentioned Danny, who's very lovely. So Danny could be in there. Maybe my dog. Oh. Oh, Oh, I've got a lovely little dog called Coco, who's a Yorkshire Terrier, and not yappy, as you would expect. She's uh, she's very characterful, and her party trick is (laughs) that she always turns on her back and waits for Tommy Rubs and um, 
yeah, whenever we're in the park, you know, she'll she'll see somebody ahead and lie there waiting, you know. <laughs> and but she's so tiny, she's a toy Yorkshire Terrier, you know, oh, gets lots so of tiny, food and ours. Just pick them up, wind them with a key and just pop them down again. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I have a little doggy bag that she goes in because uh, she gets tired on walks. And Aww. I have to pick her up, you know, and she doesn't walk in the rain. She doesn't like to get her paws wet, bless her. Oh, yeah. So yeah. She's also a handbag dog. She's a handbag dog. <laughs> well, we have a we have a, a podcast dog who usually makes some kind of horrifically bad, Always. bad appearance. Um, so let's pop all of them That's in good. and let's set off the dominatrix. Okay. Isn't that a salad spinner? No. High tech. High <laughs> tech. Now, before we look through the doors, the good news, Simone, is that you're going to be allowed to walk through one of the doors and live in that dimension that's on the other side. Yay! Okay. <laughs> the bad news is you can only make that decision while the door is open. So like in real life, if you reject a door, you can't go back. And even more like in real life, we're not going to tell you what's behind all the other doors before you choose. Oh. Oh. So basically, okay. it's choose okay. it or lose it. Choose it or lose it. Okay. Let's go. Ready? Hit Let's me with go. it. Door number one. Okay, you are on a first date and someone's got a lump in their trousers. <laughs> and it's not him. <laughs> so, uh, Tell us like... more. <laughs> okay, I went on a first date with, um, it was all very exciting. I just recently moved to Edinburgh. I was about 20 and was asked out on this first date by um, quite an exciting kind of pop star-y type person. Mm -hmm. um, more indie really than pop, but anyway. And uh, so he invited me to this very plush wine bar, the Edinburgh wine bar. And, uh, you know, choosing, no, I don't want to get too dressed up. What will I wear? All right, I'll wear my jeans and then put you know, a nice top on, heels, no heels, what, you know, all of that. So cut to us sitting in the wine bar, glass of wine, you know, trying to act very posh and grown up. And uh, he, he, um, he said to me, Simon, do you realise you've got a lump in your trousers? <laughs> and I looked down and in my thigh, there was a lump under my jeans. <laughs> I said... Oh, I'll go to the toilet and just check out what that is. <laughs> I went to the toilet to discover my G-string that I'd left there from the last time I'd worn the jeans um, and had to kind of pocket it and walk back in and try and get through the conversation. Um, <laughs> very embarrassed. I can't remember if I told him. He must have asked me what it was um I bet he knew yeah he probably knew I bet he knew um I, I'm, I'm just glad it wasn't my tights you know that yeah. it was my g-string at least it was a yeah. little bit more sexy um, <laughs> my, well, my big big pants yes big pants, the gray know, pants yeah I've done it with then giant it thermal knickers and that was <laughs> and I didn't have the good sense to leave the room <laughs> so, <I keep> <laughs> so you brazened it out 
Good on you. But also, I have been with the man in question for a year and I'm still with him. So, you know, he knew what he was getting in. Right? Big well, I did, I, did, I did go out with him for another four years. So always oh. in the end. Oh, Lovely. Good. There you go. Well, in this story, it's not him. In this story, it's, it's someone else. Ooh. Who's it going to be? Mr. Robson Green. Robson! Ah! <laughs> oh, we all love Robson. Yeah, so. but does he does he know who you are, though, Simon? I mean, you, you're talking about him like he's a good friend, but, you know, does he actually know who you are? So, Robson and I um, filmed Why in the Blood, uh, close up and personal, because we acted opposite one another, for three series he knows my face pretty well. Anyway, cut to a few years later. Now, let's see, because Sky was just born. She was three when I finished doing that. So this is her about eight, so about five years later. And Sky's cast to play his daughter in Grantchester. And I always go with her as her chaperone. Um, started out as acting coach and was very swiftly told mum I got this back off um, <laughs> which, which I did and just took notes instead and um so Sky was introduced to Robson and he was lovely and charming as always hi Sky and he put out his hand and he shook her hand and said hi I'm Robson Green I'm going to be playing your dad and Hi, Mom, and he reached across to me and looked at me straight in the face. Hi, Mom, lovely to meet you. And I went, Robson, it's Simon. <laughs> I could see his brain just completely do this flip um, at grabs, grasping for, you know, some kind of sense of this whole thing that I was standing there as a chaperone with my little board and pen. And uh, anyway, so lots of laughter ensued after that. And I've really thoroughly enjoyed. She's now done six series of Grandchester and it's always a joy to see him. Yeah. And so I hope you lovely. take the piss out of him regularly for that. <laughs> Hello, I'm Simon. I'm Sky's mum. <laughs> always. Every time I see him. When you bump into someone and you're like, I, and suddenly they're from a different section of your Rolodex. Yeah. 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 Like, you were like, I was looking in the this bit, and so obviously yeah. I didn't recognise you, and then suddenly yeah. there you are out of context. It's completely... Yeah. 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 So in this there, context, we've got a whole other Rolodex here, which is you're now dating. You're on a first date with Robson Green. How what? do you feel? Mm, that's what we, <laughs> This is the dimension we've, what we're putting you into now. On a first date with Robson Green. Go on, honestly. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's so my family. I can't go but out. In this dimension, he isn't. He's okay. He's, he's okay. You know. I'll try and I'll try and roll with it using my imagination. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, it okay. Like, like pretend you're an actor or yeah. something. Just act it. A little bit, you know, a little bit of reflux happening at the moment. Okay. <laughs> I'll stick with it. Okay. Okay. This so doesn't curious. sound like the one you're going to choose, to be honest. Scenario. <laughs> and and I mean, I think. Maybe it would make it more fun if the knicker incident happened. You know, how would it be if you were on a date with Robson Green and, and do you think he'd be the kind of person who would take the knicker incident in his stride? Or he do you would think... take the knicker 
I'm <laughs> a bit knicker. Um, yeah, no, he, he that would be a funnier scenario, I think. But um, so that's my that's my this choice. Is your, this is your first offer. One. Okay, I think I shall close the door on that choice and see what's behind door number two. Sorry, <laughs> Robson. Good, good and decisive early on. Yep, let's yep. let's have a look through the next one. Okay. Door number two. You've landed the leading role in a major new movie. The crew sheet reads like a BAFTA member's wet dream. It's a great role. You're born to play it. You're thrilled to get the part. And it's day one of filming and you're on set and you're drunk. Who would do that, Simone Labib? Who? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Okay, I didn't start off drunk. That's all right, then. Yeah. I didn't drink till 10 at least. No, it was definitely <laughs> after 9.30. Um, so uh, it was another glamorous role as a kind of um, very broken uh, wife of someone with a daughter that was in danger. It was a Richard Robson film. And um, so we had some scenes where she is just basically having a breakdown. And... Um, so, you know, drinking alcohol, smoking, I think possibly doing other things as well. And, you know, very emotional and there's an emotional phone call. And, you know, so we decided on, you know, that she'd be drinking vodka, thinking that I would get a glass of water with some kind of mixer. And no, the first sip, I was like, this is vodka. Um, <laughs> and I thought, you know, that's OK. Actually, it might be good to have just one vodka and whatever it is as a mixer. Um, it might even have been straight vodka. I'll have one, and that might help me on my way with this kind of drunken out of it scene. And then got my head so far into character and doing the scenes, and we did it over and over and over again. I didn't realize just how drunk <clears throat> I was becoming, um, and was literally stoicious. In fact, I know that there was a lot of that that they couldn't use. Um, take 17 (laughs) take take 117 I think but I do remember um, staggering back to costume in the dressing area and getting changed lying on the floor for a while and thinking how am I going to manage to get back to London from Bradford and no one they must everybody must have seen that I was drunk and must have figured out that you know it wasn't you know it was really the props person's kind of uh, faux pas, let's say. Faux pas? Um, my ass. I mean, that's really horrific, actually. I know. Yeah, welcome yeah. to independent, low-budget filmmaking. Um, and imagine so imagine if you imagine if you had been an alcoholic. That, imagine, that I know. You know, potentially exactly. that is a dreadful mistake. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just remembered getting that. I've got to get home. I've got to get home. Oh, no. Literally was really, really frightening, actually. But I did. I survived it. Survived to tell the tale. Yeah. Well, you. you're back there, but this time it's in this, you know, major role in a fabulous movie, and it's it's a really big opportunity, and shit, you're drunk, but you're going you're gonna to go with it. And, and in this scenario, your co-star is... 
Andy Murray. <laughs> Andy Murray. <laughs> Andy Murray. Both Central <laughs> Bell superstars. Yes. yes. I, I think his mum lives in Bridge Vallon, just up the road from my oh, family. My yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, so the scenario is that I've got to choose it's a great role in a film. <laughs> Back yeah. to the, the cruise sheet is yeah. drunk. Yeah. I've got to be drunk through it. Have I? And yeah. And yeah, turns yeah. out, turns out, Andy Matt Murray. They they cast Andy Murray because why would you cast some very accomplished actor? Let's have a tennis player in the lead role, with all these BAFTA crew well, you people. Know, he's okay. retiring. He might be. He's know, not he retiring. He is day. not retiring. Not I'm sorry. This day. might be where we fall out. <laughs> he is working hard on his hip. Okay. okay. I'm not ready. One day, Jeez. one day he might do a uh, what's his name off of the football, you know who became <laughs> actor. He did, um, uh, Vinnie um, Jones. Yeah, Vinnie Jones might do a Vinnie Jones, but for Eric Cantona as well. Yes. Yeah. So that's so there you the, go. You know, that's where we are, and it's BAFTA <laughs> time, baby. I mean, this is your, you know, would what do you think, Simon? Um, I don't think I would like to do another role drunk, so I think I might pass on this one. Even though I love Andy Murray and Andy Murray's mum um, mm-hmm. trained up my nephew in his tennis. Um, wow. And I know that she's rather fabulous as she is, is Andy Murray. But she I is. shall pass. Let me tell you what, what he would be a laugh on set, though, because he is proper funny. Is he? Oh, he's proper dry and funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. But, you know, you I'll don't have to. I'll trust you on that. <laughs> Let's see what's behind door number three, if that's OK. OK. Bye bye, too. Okay. Door number three. So, Simon, behind this door is a nightmare world where nobody knows who you are. <gasps> Not even Robson Green. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind this, that world. Anyway, in the, world, on. in the world, you're completely anonymous. So that that would be quite nice for you. Uh, well, I think that's rather similar to the world that I live in, actually. But carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from a few diehard bad girl fans, perhaps. Carry on. Yeah. yeah. So you you managed to to do good work and and walk walk the streets. I was going to say walk the streets naked, but that would be no. <laughs> no. Just, it's you know, not your life, Louise. It's other people's choices. You have to remember that. Jeez. <laughs> Never want me to have any fun. So <laughs> there is only one person who knows you and your body of work, and they totally believe in you, and they want to be your new agent. And this okay. total fan is um. It says on the card, Jason Merrill's. Okay. Uh, the total fan is Jason Merrill's. Yeah, from yeah. Casualty and Emmerdale. And... Um, so way back in the day, round about 1997, um, I think I did uh, Thief Takers and Jason, I, w- I was playing one of the regulars in it and Jason came in to play one of the guest roles. And I was young, free and single then, Um just before I met my um, husband on the same show. So obviously, you know, hormones were raging during. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I, I did 
definitely take a little shine to Jason. Um, and I remember sitting on the catering bus and seeing him walking on with his tray of food. And I was sat there in my little, because it's a, it's a proper bus. Um, and I could see that he was making a beeline to come and sit beside me. And I panicked. And I got my phone out, my mobile phone, and then started to pretend to have a phone call <laughs> and look out the window and <laughs> let him pass. I mean, what an idiot. Somebody you fancied. I just panicked. Yeah, I just thought, I just thought, how will I be able to act opposite him? I'm gonna blush and you know, it's fine in character, but if I'm just being me, I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give it away that I've got a little bit of a crush. So yeah, that's what I did. That's yeah, that, isn't it? I was a lot younger then. I wouldn't do but that now. I definitely. <laughs> I definitely would, yeah, there was. Yeah, definitely people that I'd be like, oh, I'm going to crush on him. Run away, run away. Yeah, yeah. I'd have been not just me. No, yeah. I'd have been that girl who went, sit here, sit here, sit here, and then they run away looking very <laughs> freaked out. On my lap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the lump on my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> shit was that out loud yeah yeah oh, i mean god in the end same indeed <laughs> yeah you know uh yeah okay and i think you do want to compose your face don't you yeah yeah so we, exactly okay. so we've put you in this scenario maybe this is this is a scenario from the past kind of like we're going back into a dimension where you are young free and single and you have one fan and it's Jason <laughs> and you've got, you know, and, and you've got one I don't even know, know who I am, but okay. No, but okay. in this scenario, Sorry, Jason. And sorry, yeah. Jason's wife, if you have a wife now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for telling that story, but I'm sure she understands. People have crushes all the time. What do you reckon? Are you going to take this scenario? So, um, so it's a, it's a, it's a nightmare world <laughs> by your description. <laughs> Where I'm yeah. not recognised, and my playmate is Jason Merrill's. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Um, and then what would happen? What what's what's the next stage of this? What would well, happen if I was to choose this? To think about. I don't then know. then then you would go through that door, and we would let you go and live that life, and then we would tell you what the other doors were. We'd go through the game anyway. Oh, I see. So, then I shall hold off. And I shall see oh, what yes. behind the other doors. Yes, I think that's okay. Very yeah. Oh. Yes. Right. Cool. Uh, so we're we're three three out of eight. We've done. So you've got five left. Okay. Door number four. You're in the audience at an awards ceremony and someone is on stage and they're about to present the top award of the night and it gradually emerges that that recipient is you. The presenter is gushing. Gushing! It's one of these lifetime achievement type things and the person doing that presenting is... You're laughing. <laughs> You're laughing. You're laughing. It's Dame Maggie Smith. <laughs> Come on, bitch. 
I dread to think what the award is for. <laughs> you haven't mentioned what the award is for. I, I've had in my head that it was like a lifetime achievement, but it would be a bit weird if Dame Maggie Smith, who I don't know how old she is, but has, you know, the extraordinary... <laughs> if yeah. it, would, it would be odd, isn't yeah. it? It would be the wrong way round. It would normally be a younger person yes. awarding yes. an older person. I but... can't see that being... Yeah, that that wouldn't oh. run. Oh. Your like, eyes lit up when we first said it, though. It Did it? Well, I was <laughs> expecting you to say something really creepy about what the award was. Ah, well, I yeah. Think what we did was we let it left it open, um, you know, uh, so that the dominatrix could could suggest. So if it had come up with somebody from outside your industry, yeah. it might have been an award for I don't know, toilet cleaning or something. <laughs> but in this case, oh, it, yeah. it's Dame Maggie Smith, so it's got to be your actual current chosen career, right? Okay, okay, hasn't it? Uh, you know, oh. she's not going to be presenting that, she, that she's not going to get booked for a corporate doing like the toilet cleaner of the year awards, is she? Pauline mm. <laughs> might, but uh, you know. Um, <laughs> It's a noble profession, cleaning toilets, that I used to do every summer for, in, when I was a student. We've all well, done it, right? I have to say, nice though that sounds that you're starting to make it, and it's not a toilet cleaning award, but it's something to do with acting. Um, just remembering that awkward <laughs> silence does, um, I doubt that would be really a great match. Although I right. hear she is a fabulous raconteur. Oh, you want me to choose this door? No, I don't want you to you choose this door, but I want you to think about what it actually means, Simon, because what it, it, it what it may mean is that you may have erased that awkward okay. In this other dimension, the way that okay. space can, time continuum works is you may have been working with Dame Maggie for years. And okay. you know, yeah. they don't just get some stranger to present these lifetime awards. They generally get somebody who Okay. Right. Okay, you're making it sound a little bit more appealing. Well, I think it. I think, you know, it's it's the respect of your peers. I don't know okay. about you. My ambition is basically to be respected by my peers, but just okay. to get better peers, right? <laughs> okay. So yeah, it, I just think. Okay. Just have a think about. Okay. Okay, and I'll still be able to find out what's behind the other doors. You won't be able to walk through. Okay, you have persuaded. Oh no, I'd see you shouldn't persuade people. It's up to you. Persuading. Well, no, you you've made a very good case for it, and um, now that you've presented it as you have, and uh, that we're such great friends, and I know that she's a great storyteller and a person that you would want at a dinner party, etc. Then I will choose door number four. Sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Excellent. We have a winner. Amazing. Amazing. Door number four. Fantastic. So let's move on and see what you could have won. What I could have won. Hopefully no regrets. Let's have a look. Okay. Door number five. So, I don't think you're going to feel huge regret when I tell you that in this dimension, you're taking a dump at the side of a motorway. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't done that, Simone. No, I haven't done that. I haven't done that. I may have had a friend who did that. (laughs) 
<laughs> on a long car journey um, and reached that point. What did they call it? Touching cloth? Sorry. Right. Um, <laughs> where she was like, I can't, you know, we, there was no service station for miles. She said, you have to pull over. I have to go now or I'm going to go now. So pulled over in the lay-by. <gasps> that song. If you gotta go, oh, you better go now. <laughs> you join in. Go now, go now, go, go now. now. <laughs> so anyway, watched her climbing up the embankments and slightly over the other side, I could still see her head, you know, and <laughs> the relief <laughs> on her face. <laughs> and then the next thing, there was a... This lorry behind her on the motorway behind the embankment, (laughs) full headlights, and she was caught in the headlights. It was hilarious, and we laughed about that loads since. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I would have gone straight back up. I have to tell you. Find a field shite hard without the lot, you know, without a passing lorry driver. Oh. <laughs> oh. Do you know, I've since then bought on the internet, I think she was having a pee, by the way, but anyway, I bought this little <laughs> contraption on the internet and uh, I thought this was a great idea, along with the thing that I put on my keychain that you can cut through your seatbelt and there's a little whistle that makes no sound at all if you're in danger and you, you know, end up. <laughs> You know, and you need you need to find your dog whatever. and there's there's a little other button that you press against the window and it's supposed to break the windscreen or you know the your side window so that you can swim out if you're in water etc i also bought this little pink thing that's hilarious looking that um a lady can use if they need the toilet and have a uh, bottle and it's like a kind of shiwi on shiwi yeah. yeah 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 so um I have proffered this to friends, <laughs> Needy the Lou, um, and they just think I'm very strange and they laugh lots at me. Yeah. <laughs> the thing to do is to practice. I've read yeah. that you're supposed to practice it in the shower and then practice it with all your clothes off. It's not right. something to do when someone proffers it to you in a motorway lay-by. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because it, every lady is built differently and <laughs> you need to get the angle of dangle right. So so if you're going okay. to go, you have to like have get it in May yeah. so that you can spend the whole of May. So basically I've got to buy all my friends a she-wee so they can practice at home before they get in the car with me. It's like okay. when you teach, it's like teaching your kids to pee in the sea. No, we've got you uh, in the same position as your friend, Simon. But yeah. this time it's you, you're pooing, and the lorry driver doesn't just beep. They're actually stopping to offer you some loo roll. The lorry driver, <laughs> helpful lorry driver is... It's the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. I don't know why the dominant... Well, everyone is diversifying during the pandemic, so you never know. He's kind of fab, isn't he? I think he's a good guy. Yeah, Yeah, mostly, mostly. I've seen a few things that I thought, oh, really? But mostly, yes. 
I yes. think he's, he, he did very well from um, being better than his neighbour for a long time. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. that's very true. <laughs> yes, it's a certain person who won't be named. He is the sort of person that would offer you Lou Roll, though. Oh, totally. <laughs> yes, I imagine. Yeah, or point it to the lump in my trousers and say you can use that big pair of knickers in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm getting the impression that you won't be regretting slamming the door on door number five then. No, I don't really want to be taking a dump at the side of the motorway. I'm fussy ladylike to do that. <laughs> let's close the door then. Yeah, let's go. Right. right, three more. Let's go. Door number six. You're suspended over a giant chasm by a rough rope dangling from a precarious wooden bridge. Okay. Don't worry, Simone, it's fine. You're safe. You're, on, safe. you're on I'm a Celebrity and this is a challenge. Oh, God, No. <laughs> <laughs> oh god no dare i ask what the challenge is it's just that it's just that you're on i'm a celebrity does that not appeal no, <laughs> no why not definitely um i you know i i enjoy watching these shows mm. uh from time to time you know it's something that you can watch with your kids usually um my daughter um, but I don't think I would like to put myself through that. Um, yeah. Eating eyeballs and scrotums. No. Ew, <laughs> I'm a lady. <laughs> Do that. No. <laughs> no. I'd be, I'm one of these people that, you know, traps spiders and put the, puts them outside. And, you know, I even rescued a mosquito. And I was like, Simon, come on, it's a mosquito. But it kind of was floating in my, you know, so I took it out and put it on a leaf. So I couldn't eat live insects. Yeah. It would kind of, you know, not that I'm vegetarian, but yeah. I had I had a friend who did it, and she made a lot of money. Oh, she she it was a lot of money, and it was kind of it, you know, it paid her childcare for a year. Yeah, even Only so, a year though. Only yeah, a year. I know. <laughs> it said it was a lifetime's amount of money. Yeah. I thought about it maybe. Everyone's yeah. got their prize, but mm, I wouldn't do I'm a, I wouldn't do I'm a celebrity and I wouldn't do the skating one. But give me give me half a look in at Strictly and I'm I'm in, baby. Maybe there. Oh yeah, Strictly. Hello. Or or Big Brother. No. Nah. I wouldn't do Big Brother. No. No. All those ones awful. where they where they see you when you're off. Yeah. You know? Like Strictly, yeah. you are a show person. So you yeah. you know, but the other thing about shows like that as an actor is that I think people get to know too much about you and so it's very hard to suspend disbelief when they see you as a yeah. different character. Um, so not really a great thing for an actor to do unless you're, okay. you know, a presenter. You know, I've got nothing against anyone doing any of these shows, but just not great as an actor. Okay. So as yeah. part of as part of um, this challenge your rope is tied to someone who's on the top of the bridge so you're dangling down and the person on the top of the bridge is louise you've hung this is we are um video recording this although you only hear this on audio you aren't on mute 
something technical has gone wrong. That was for fuck's sake, I can mouth read that. Put it in the chat. Carry on and we'll deal with an edit if if need be. Really? (laughs) Don't be our pussies. I was trying to be nice. And then she decided to consult both of us. So we need to go back to the salad spinner. The person at the top of the bridge is Danny Dyer. Yay, Danny. (laughs) That'd be all right, wouldn't it? Danny Dyer would be brilliant and I'm a celebrity. Oh, Oh, yes. He would, wouldn't he? He would. He's he's good value. He's very, you know, he's very funny, and uh, and he's so sweet with it. Genuinely, yeah. very very sweet. Yeah. No, I, I, he, yeah, he's got a place the other. He's, who's the Eastenders guy who did it last time? Alfie Moon. God, I can't think of his name. Menopause. I can't think of his name. Who's the actor? I don't Plays know. Alfie Moon in Eastenders. Runs the pub. Shane Ritchie. Oh, okay. Shane Ritchie, have... yes. It was on the tip Shane Ritchie, yeah, I know. Um, Louise is, we've lost Louise on sound, but she's sending us little notes in the chat. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Shane Ritchie was brilliant. And Danny Dyer would be similar. He'd be life and soul and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Yes. So, so yes, it's too late. You can't have this door, but, but no. you know, you could have been on I'm a Celebrity dangling from a rope with, oh. with Danny Dyer at the other side. Oh, damn. Damn and blast. At least it wasn't your characters, because he would have so let that rope go. <laughs> he would have so let it go. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm not yeah. one for capital punishment, but fair dues. <laughs> yeah, fair dues. Fair dues. Yes. So that's um, it. That door's gone. Number six uh, is gone. We'll slam that one. Oh, well, bye. And we'll, we'll have a look at what you could have won behind door number... What's the next one, Louise? Seven is it? Door number seven. So Louise, you're gonna pick out you're gonna pick out the name though. So so you're gonna have to tell us in the chat or put it up visually. Uh, behind door number seven, Simon, you're staying with your parents and you've invited someone over for afternoon tea. Turns out the friend is on a strict diabetic diet and cannot eat carbs. <laughs> what, what's your mum made for tea, Simon? <laughs> oh my goodness. This is a story that the hilarious Siobhan Finnerin casts up whenever I work with her, and I've worked with her quite a few times now. Um, yes. So my mum <laughs> once made, not once, probably more than once, but anyway, I, I, I do remember her serving up something quickly to eat, as she has to do when my sister and her 10 kids pop around or, you know, various people in the family come around and poor mum is always making things. And so, you know, very quickly, pizzas are shoved in the oven and, you know, she, she calls them gazintis, you know, whatever she's got goes into it. Ah. And, um, <laughs> yes. So this meal, there was chips, there was pasta, and there was bread to go with it. <laughs> yes, there, there was meat. I can't remember what the meat was, gammon or something like that. But um, yes, the three carb fest. 
and uh, she finds this hilarious absolutely (laughs) hilarious my mum's a real character so can you imagine can you imagine this eggy moment well egg on toasty moment when the friend (laughs) the friend the diabetic friend who's come to tea is who is it louise it's Coco, your oh, lovely dog. Coco. So she would have gone straight for the gammon steak and oh. left all the carbs for me. Bless her. Um, yeah. Louise has asked me to tell you that that her dad calls a chamber pot a gazunda because it goes under, goes under the bed. What, what a shame we can't hear from Louise right now because her jokes are just bang on, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> You, you missed out on the chance to have the yeah, weekend with your parents fest. and the carb fest with Coco. I actually would have liked that. You would have enjoyed that yeah, one. Yeah, I would have enjoyed that one. I missed out on that one. Never mind. You'll have to just spend your time with, with your best mate, Dame Maggie, instead. Yes, my awards. <laughs> now, we're about to get to the final door, but just before we do, because you've got one more door here. Mm-hmm. Are you a gambler, Simon? A gambler? If I um, were to, for example, say, oh, you can gamble it now. What about saying, I'll accept whatever's behind door number eight and take away Maggie Smith and the award? Are you going to stick or twist? Da, 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 da. I think I'll stick. Thank you very much. Oh, let's see if that was a good idea. Let's see. Door Number eight. You've discovered the secret of eternal life. You will. (laughs) (laughs) You will live forever in a healthy body and a healthy mind. You're fit and healthy and wise. The only, the only condition here is that the only other person who's going to share eternal life with you is your flat... My flatmate? The the flatmate is the doctor who did your D&C. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that I mean, not a a pleasant experience at the best of times. Why why do you remember? Well, um... Yes. So picture the scene. So there's me going in for my DNC. Um and um I was wheeled in, this was NHS style, um wheeled in, and I remember the Neathnotist, you know, she had some kind of contraption that you, you know, after I'd had, you know, I'd been anethnotized uh to make sure that there was no sensation in my legs. And uh, I was saying, so can you feel that? And I said, yes, I can. Um, and she said, no, 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 I don't think you can feel it. You're just feeling the sensation of it. And I, I said, okay, but I <laughs> That's what feeling it is. Feel it. I can feel it. So the next thing, the surgeon goes in, me with my legs akimbo, um, the big pants off. <laughs> <laughs> and at that moment the anaesthetist decided to say, by the way, you, you're you not that actress from Bad Girls, are you? Oh, God. You are, aren't you? You played Helen Stewart in Bad Girls. 
I screamed because, of course, I hadn't been properly anesthetized. Oh, and Jesus. Whatever had gone inside was very, very painful. Um, and I remember oh, a very awkward God. conversation and the surgeon already embarrassed by the whole scenario uh, and me saying, I told you, <laughs> I told you I could feel it. And I'm sure if I've had a proper kind of DNC type uh Thing. I, I shouldn't be able to move my toes and I wiggle my toes and it was straight out for the whole thing to happen again. Yeah. Bloody hell. So, yeah, no, I wouldn't really want to be in oh. any kind of scenario with that anaesthetist. Thank you. Jesus, very much. tomorrow. I mean, you yeah. could, there was a line back to her there, which was, well, I'm glad I was so good at my job that you think I'm Helen Stewart because you're shit at yours. Because <laughs> I appear not to be an anaesthetist. <laughs> yeah, needless to say, the second time around, I went private. But anyway, oh. um, yeah, yes. Yes, lovely story. Thank you for allowing yeah. me to share that with the well, you are you're very welcome, yes. I think. I can only yes. apologize. It was the dominatrix, <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't you. It wasn't me. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I'm so, glad I didn't get that one. Yeah. So me and Dame Maggie waltz off into the sunset with her awards under her yeah. arms and her um, ball gowns and lots of champagne. Yeah, marvelous. I think it's worked out well. I think you've chosen a good one there. Let's <laughs> let's slam the door on door number eight. And before we send you through door number four with, with Dame Maggie, where can our listener, uh, Louise's friends down the road, Johnny, find out more about you? Yeah, no, you can follow on my Twitter, my Instagram. Uh, there's someone that runs a Sibon Labib Facebook page and puts lots of work type stuff in there. Um, and you can find out about the charity work that I do. Um, yeah. Thank you, Simone. Yes. We are oh, gonna send you, you send you and Maggie off into the sunset through the door. Oh, thank you. So you can follow us on the socials at E-Y-R-E-L-E-I-G-H on Twitter and Early Doors on Instagram, and we're on Facebook too. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, I'm back. Did you notice? <laughs> oh, um, hello. Hello. Through the magic of technology. Um, thank you for coming. If you've enjoyed yourself, do hit subscribe. And if you want to email us any scenarios we can put our guests in, please do at earlydoors at gmail.com. And we'd love to take your embarrassing incidents and adventures and turn them into alternative realities for our guests. Have you had a lay-by shit you want to share with the world? <laughs> <laughs> please don't share that with the world yeah, any we've done that one now that. find a better one <laughs> uh, so i'm off through this door to design a range of sexually explicit ankle socks and i'm off through this door to the set of the man who fell to earth to help david bowie with his contact lenses this podcast is brought to you by us we did all the work the voiceovers were by john darvel well done him, eh? <laughs>